You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rocking and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Dave Song! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. And Troy is here. Hey. I call them like I see them, all right? Look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for... The Rundown. Welcome, everybody, to The Rundown. I'm your host, Troy back for the first time and joining me sales here welcome sal hey what's going on troy hey you know i thought we'd have a nice little chill vibe tonight i figured i was gonna throw in some music huh maybe a little maybe a little top 40 <laughs> we can do that right oh of course we can there's definitely no issues at all with that <laughs> i mean it hasn't been for 10 years and all of a sudden it was but what can you do well you know I, you know, before you, you, y'all were using the the eight butt shit, and, and even the people who own that stuff was like, "We're good. You can, you can. We, we don't want to use it." But hey, we're not alone this week. We're not. There's actually more people on this show. That's right. Please welcome back to the show for his first time back to back in quite a while. Jason's here. <laughs> I'm just excited that we can finally prove to people that you and I are allowed to be on the show at the same time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a thing where if you were off, I was on. When I was on, you were you. So, um, although I do have a question, I was just trying to wa- I was trying to listen to uh, AEW Rundown episode thirty-seven. Do you know where that is? I can't seem to, I seem to find it. Oh yeah. So uh, you deleted the whole episode? No, <laughs> I just did, cut out the first two minutes. I did not delete the whole episode. Uh, I have to I have to go back and edit them. I haven't edited them yet. I had to revert them to drafts. So uh, for a peek behind the curtain, uh, we got DMCA'd. So uh, any of the well, not even any of them, just select version, <laughs> just select episodes <laughs> of the AW Rundown. Uh, if that I may used, for a second. Yes. If I may for a second. So uh-huh. We got hit for using the same song. Got. <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, so the ACDC version. Uh, that you guys use for a little bit on that. But again, not all of them. Right. <laughs> as I was, so, as, I as I was going through. It depends on how good of a job, uh, how good of an edit I did that week. Please tell me that it was from Don Stevens. No, no, it, it didn't It didn't give me who. No, it, just it was gave AEW me... rundown, so it said Mike Smathers. Right. No, it was... <laughs> All it said was that we were in violation of using the ACDC song uh, other than one of your uh, uh, Summer yes, Sale episodes. Summer Sale song. The Macklemore song. But just one episode of that, too. Just one. Yeah, yeah. Not the other ones. I don't know if those are coming later, but yeah, I will be once I find some fucking time in my life 
be able to go back and, and slice off the the beginning of those and get them reposted. But what's that? I thought you were going to say the tip. Oh, oh yeah, I, I, I got I to gotta nip the tip. And uh, <laughs> once I do that, then, uh, then yeah, then those episodes will go back. Uh, and uh, so eventually you guys might see, like, 10 episodes just suddenly fucking show up on the feed. Uh, but that is that is the reason be- behind it, is because, yeah, we got uh, we got copyright right claimed, which, by all means, like, yeah, we were stealing the music. <laughs> That's, we're, not, we're, we, not li- we're not lying about it, but again, it's like... I mean, we're, we're not profiting off of it, no. so it's sort no. of like... Trust no, me, we're, we're not, not making any money off yeah. this shit. We're not using the whole song. We've always no. kept it to like a minute. And to be honest, if they wanted credit, I would have gladly put that was TNT by ACDC. Now right. let's get to the show. <laughs> as as somebody who pays all of the fees for this, I can tell you we are not making a profit. <laughs> but yeah, so I, which this is a good time to point out we do still have a Patreon available if you guys would like to go out and help support the show as we mm-hmm. uh have to redo our music library. <laughs> Appreciate it. No, on Patreon you're fine. <laughs> we'll play all the DMCA. On yeah, Patreon. yeah. On any of the uh, any episodes, I'm I was I was shocked that we didn't get a couple of Mr. Ass's song because we had that for like 15 episodes straight. <laughs> so you know what I just thought of? Or Miss New Booty? On? How many times? How many episodes? Yeah. That on? <laughs> you know what? From now on, everything's getting the Taz theme song from that uh, Salvivor series. Part, uh, series because he stole that from kids, so he can't even do there anything. Oh, he was so wild. Vanilla still tries to get fucking Isaiah's baby taken down, so and we know he stole that fucking music. No, the original no. goes. It's not the same. His goes. Yep. Still one of my favorite moments in MTV history. Oh god. Between that and the fucking American Badass song by Kid Rock, we're just like, that's that's Metallica. I I know what Metallica sounds like. That is clearly Metallica in the background. (laughs) Anyways. Um, Hey, so it's been a little bit. I have have a a question for both of you. But first, let's go ahead and uh, and talk about what's been going on. Uh, Both of you were on last week. Thank you for for stepping in there and doing the show Wednesday. Uh, that was very cool. We are back again on a Wednesday, but only because uh, I have a previous engagement tomorrow, so I'm not able to do the show. And we didn't want to do another two-man booth if we could do a three. So, Jason, what's been going on with you, Ben? Well, so before I get into my personal stuff, this is a good news, bad news situation. The good news is what's been keeping me away from doing the show on Thursday nights has been uh, my son's basketball team that I coach and our practices. Um, so the good news is uh, it appears that no longer Thursdays are going to be available to us for practices. Uh, the bad news is that comes on the same day that we started talking about moving it to Wednesdays permanently, which is when my practices will probably be moved. <laughs> Fair enough. Because that's just the way this shit works. Um, yeah, no, it's been a it's been a, a weird week. I mean, so just to highlight some stuff. Uh, last night, my dog got sprayed by a skunk. Oh, fun! Um, oh yeah, it was a blast. He comes in the whole house. The whole house. It's still it's one of those things that's going to be there for a while. Like every 
you won't smell it normally, but then you'll be outside and you'll walk in and you'll catch the whiff as soon as you walk in the house. And then it's like you're in for a minute and you're fine. Um, so he had to go to the groomers today to get that taken care of. Uh, but apparently he got sprayed in the face and it went into <laughs> his mouth. So they can't do anything about that until his breath just clears up. Because right now his breath still smells like skunk oh, ass. Now, the other part of this story that I was not aware of, because he got sprayed by a skunk in the mouth, he also now needs to go get a rabies shot. Oh, gosh. What the fuck? Yeah. So that's a thing. So right before the holidays, that's going to happen, because I'm sure they won't charge me too much for that. Um, But yeah, so that happened, and then... uh, We uh, open uh, Jackson's basketball team opens their se- official open of their season is on Sunday, so hopefully we'll get a good result of that. We're down two of our better players because they're playing football because football now runs in the middle of everybody else's sports seasons. But whatever, hey, good for them. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Celtics wagon continued to roll on tonight with another victory over the Heat. Uh, but funny story for myself. So this is the so usually. Once a year at my work, and for those who don't know, I think I mentioned on the show, I work in IT, so um, once, usually once a year we will take the old equipment, laptops that people have, we've upgraded, so we upgrade people every three years on a cycle, so we usually have, you know, 10, 15 laptops at the end of the year that we've upgraded people. Um, we usually will take them and raffle them off to employees, so we'll draw names out of a hat, and whoever gets picked gets to come down and pick the laptop and take it home. Um so because of COVID and people not being in the office, we really haven't done it for three years. So we had like 40 fucking laptops to go out. Um, so we did the raffle and I, people, it's like my least favorite day of work ever because imagine telling people, here's a free laptop and them going, well, what are the specs on it? <laughs> fucking free. Those are the specs. Wow. It's, it's got free gigabytes of RAM. It's got a free gigabyte hard drive. And you can take it or you can leave it. Up to you. You could send We're it to me. We're not fucking Best Buy. You want a laptop, take one. You don't, fucking go away. Yep. <laughs> I, it's, it's, it's just, man. I, it's fun to give it to the people who appreciate it, though, especially around right. this time of year. And sometimes people give them to their kids and stuff, so that's always cool. It's like a little bit of a Santa Claus thing that I get to do every now and then, which is nice. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, and oh, shout out to Jackson made his uh, was was picked for his middle school basketball team, which I do not coach, so he had to earn that shit. So good on him. Congrats. Uh, and currently upstairs with a little bit of a temperature, so but COVID negative on the test, so oh, that's good. You know. He went to a friend's house for a birthday party, and the second year in a row he went to this person's house for their birthday party, and the second year in a row he came back from the house and was sick right after. Hmm. So, you know, that's awesome. <laughs> so he's not going next year, is he? No, probably not. No, I don't know. Uh, Sounds like nobody's going to that kid's birthday. Yeah, right? Nice. Well, his friend, too, same thing, <laughs> both years. Came back and got sick. But, I mean, I what you're do? that kid. All right. And you're just going to move. It is. So... <laughs> Anything. And then tomorrow got my office Christmas party, so uh, should nice. be a good time. Yeah. Although it's funny because you're in HR, you'll appreciate this. So <laughs> traditionally, we would do our Christmas party at night at a restaurant or a banquet hall or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we would have a bunch of employees, or well, I shouldn't say a bunch, a small number of people who would complain that they didn't want to go because it's their personal time and they didn't feel it was, you know, cool to expect them to go to a company event on their personal time. Mm-hmm. Fine, whatever. So this year my company decided, fine, you know what we'll do? We'll close the office. We'll have a luncheon at noon. We'll just run it till five. People can stay and drink and hang out if they want. And that's cool. People still said, can I use PTO and just not go? Of course they did. Like, are you an a- how big of an asshole do you have to be to, like, opt out of... Uh, it just it annoyed me. But, sure. Whatever. Like, people yeah. go to a lot of lengths to put their shit together, and it's like, you know, you can't be bothered to fucking be appreciative. I mean, I can... Nothing I can drives just... me more insane than people who are unappreciative. Like, I, yeah. I will do anything in the world for anybody that I know as long as they say thank you, just so mm-hmm. that I know that they appreciate it. And that's really yeah. all it takes with me. Yeah. So. I, can, I can understand not um, not going when it's uh, out, out of work hours, because I have, obviously, I can't go to anything at night, because I got my kids and stuff like that. So I, I understand that. But yeah, you're saying that it's, no, no, it's no, during the work day. Because you have your kids. They're right. simply opting not to go because they don't feel they should have to. Right. Which is right. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did manage to I uh, mentioned last week I was going to go see Black Panther 2 so I did see that nice um, and Sal and I had very different opinions of that movie oh no you don't I like it I was not a fan I was what? not a fan wow okay I yeah. really enjoyed that no I was I, hmm. there were parts I liked um, but first off too long second off large points I felt like I was watching Aquaman um, I, I get that I, I, I get the different, really, you know. I never the, really was able, because of the way they wrote it, I was never really able to create a, a dislike for the bad guy in such a way that I was, like, rooting for him to lose. Okay, uh, that's his, fair. His that's intentions fair. were sort of noble, which is always a bad thing in a bad guy, because there are certain types where, like, for example, Thanos, his his goal was to try to make the world a better place for the people who survived. But he was going to do that by killing a bunch of people. Right. This guy wasn't really doing that. You know what I mean? The motivations were very different. Well, I uh, mean, the, this guy made it clear that he kind of wanted to go to war with the with the surface people. But so. it wasn't about power. It was about self-preservation for his people. Sure, but then you're with killing... Thanos, but then it's it genocide. About but, but the first movie had that same problem. Because the bad guy in, in that... Killmonger wanted yeah. to share the technology with the rest of the world because they could save lives. <laughs> so no, he wanted to get them before they get us, but he also killed Black Panther. Sure, he killed a bunch of innocent people. Like they did a good job of establishing him as sort of a piece of shit. But they killed yeah. his father. So. But he still, but he <laughs> still, but he did still have some aspect of him that was trying to no, do good. No, and that's good. what I'm saying. Even Thanos did, too. There's yeah. a degree to which it makes a character compelling, and then there's yeah. a degree to which it makes the character hard to root against. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get that with this guy. I felt like I they know. crossed that line. Even I, I at the end, say... he was with the good guys at the end. <laughs> it wasn't like they fucking beat him. It was like, oh, all right, well, we'll be partners now. I, uh, well, Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. I'm going to fucking <clears throat> get in-depth on this shit, apparently. I um, haven't seen it, so I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I'll put you this way. I, I thought they did a good job without uh, Chadwick Boseman. 
and Bozeman. I thought they did a good job. What is it? Bozeman. Bozeman. Okay. And I thought they did a good job of of paying tribute to him, but still keeping in context with the film. So I like the reveal at the end. Okay. Yeah. I do that was not nice. like. I do not like the new Black Panther. I didn't think that character should be Black Panther. I know, I, I believe that character was Black Panther in the comic books at some point. I don't. Uh, Troy's not in his head, so he must know who I'm talking about. Yeah. But um, I think there were better ways to go with that. Um, it felt like, and Marvel has been guilty of this at a lot. And, and I don't have. Sorry, this is going to sound a little bit shitty, but I don't intend it that way. I don't have a problem with hyping up the girls in the films and and doing some girl power spots but that's what this whole fucking movie felt like that felt like the entire three hour movie based around that scene in what was it fucking um, Endgame where all the like Scarlet Witch and they all came together and they had that moment and I thought that was cool but it felt like three hours of shoving that in my face and it was like okay I mean I I can can get that from Angela Bassett being such a she was a, yeah. barely a non-factor in the first movie and she was like a central character in this one well and, um, the, and the first movie did that just fine because you had the, the guard the, the female right. guard around them that right. were just were just there and strong they weren't it wasn't right. like a eh eh yeah. because drawing those women and Denai Garcia was great in this yeah. she did a great job in this movie um, I just the, the character that ended up taking the mantle of Black Panther I thought there were better ways to go. I would have loved if they found a way similar to when they discovered that um, T'Challa was still alive in the first one. I would have been great if they found a way to bring Killmonger back, and now he is rehabilitated and takes over as Black Panther. Oh, I would have loved that. Well, um, I think that would have been fantastic. <laughs> well, by, I know, and then when he shows up, I'm not sorry, spoiler again, but then when he shows up, I'm like... Fuck yeah, let's do that. And then, no, they're like when he else. showed up, that's exactly where I thought we were going. I was like, that's oh I my god! But I, I have no problem with that actress or the character uh, who ended up being Black Panther. I thought she did a nice job of telling her story of torment. You know what I mean? I sure, love the- but, at the, but at the end of the day, that character serves a purpose. So now that character has to basically carry two roles. You know what I mean? Two members of sort of the the ensemble, and I don't like that. Oh, I, I hear that. That that makes sense. Got Troy. I'm sorry, I cut you off there. <laughs> you guys are going out of your way not to say who takes it over, <laughs> but you but you just yeah. spoiled that Killmonger's back in this one, which I yeah, didn't I know. know. <laughs> I know. Uh, right. No, I figured you would have. I yeah. would. Isn't Michael B. Jordan all over the fucking world, the IMDb and shit? I'm sure he's on there. Sure people I, that shit out. I haven't seen it. I just know Sasha that Sasha was all <clears> over <throat> the fucking premiere, but she wasn't in the movie. <laughs> I would have, um, I would have preferred Babaka, but because uh, I thought yeah, that, that character was a was really good. good. Yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure he was a Black Panther in the comics as well for a little bit. Huh? So they had, they had options. They should just but made the one. Like, it felt like <clears throat> we're going girl power in this movie, so we have to do this, and yeah. it's like. Eh. They should have just made the Hobbit. <laughs> He's a new Black Panther. Um, I did like that they set up some other stuff, so that was that was at least nice. And I did like the reveal at the end. Yeah, uh, and I'm really curious good. to see where they go with that. But that please good. don't say that. No, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no. Thank no, you. Um, did you like but, the scenes they shot in Cambridge? 
Like, yeah, I, told, cool. I missed the fight, those. Yeah, the, the fight on the bridge was cool. Um, I saw the very end of the bridge. So I was yeah. like, all right. Um, I also like what they're doing with... And I, I really liked the... Um, the character, the new character, the new science character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was good. I thought you were gonna say Elaine from Seinfeld. The role. No, I liked her too. I think she's. I, l- I like her. I but hate she, her, but that's a good thing. But she was. See, I don't know if you watched. The, the, oh yeah, she was in. Um, she Falcon was in and Falcon Winter and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yep. And she plays a big role going forward. I can tell. So. As does. Did you watch? Um, okay, what was it? Uh, the Loki show? Loki. Yep. Yeah, as right. does yeah. So, but they did a good job of like introducing him without telling you how major he's going to be going forward. So. Yes. Um, they did a post-credit scene about him in a recent movie, and I forget which one it was. But it was like a very. Well, he's in the trailer for Ant Man and the Wasp. He is in the trailer for Ant Man yeah. and the Wasp. He's in the background um, of the poster. <laughs> The, so uh, that's not that's not really a, really a spoiler that um, that God, what is his fucking name um, Jonathan Majors is the actor but I, I don't remember what his King it's not really a spoiler King. that King is King. That, that you're I talking know. about about him but he's literally we talked about this last week or two weeks ago that he's his fucking face is all over the poster and everything um, yeah, yeah. I, have, did you see um, that. Ryan Reynolds is teasing that the uh, um, the time cops from the Loki series are going to be after him and Wolverine. I don't know if that's what is really going to happen Deadpool. or not because Deadpool, yeah, Deadpool and Wolverine that uh, yeah that the time cops are going to be after him. I don't know if that'll happen or not if he's just fucking around. But I know yeah, him and him we'll and the him and the Miss Minutes account were going back and forth on Twitter for a little bit. <laughs> so. That's fun. But again, you can't take anything that guy says as serious, so no, <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard to go down. So. But I yeah. also felt like this sort of incarnation of Marvel movies was going to be sort of... They, they had to sort of reset a lot of foundation pieces mm-hmm. and to go forward, and I think maybe for some people that's annoying, but it is, you know... I, I, you know, I think if that movie had been two hours instead of three, I'd have probably enjoyed it more. Sure. I feel like they they shoehorned a third hour in just to try to do it, and ended up putting in a lot of stuff that you probably could have done without. That that's fair. I will say that's fair because there there were definitely points where I'm like, you could have ended it over here, way back here. Right. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Um, the thing with Marvel, it's so tough because I think. You know, originally you had people like Robert Downey Jr. and and um, Chris Hemsworth, and like all these people who were like larger than life when they played those characters, especially going into Endgame. In I mean, Infinity they still have War. Chris Hemsworth, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know if you heard um, about that, but he he's taking a break because he found out that he uh, has like the genetic markers for Alzheimer's, so he wants yeah. to spend more time with his family so he can you know while he still remembers them so i don't know how much longer we're going to have him as thor but and now that now that you set up that natalie portman could potentially yeah well never mind Uh, (laughs) no but they have to put pieces in place for obviously what they're gonna do in phase five and six and and new avengers and i think they did a decent job with some people like kate bishop and um yelena you know 
but we'll see. We'll see how it kind of pans out. I do. I do sort of worry if if they're going to continue to go down the route of replacing the heroes like they do in the comics, that people are going to start feeling like it's um, like bad uh, sequels or reboots kind of thing because. Uh-huh. We we know now that they're going to have. That's, have you know what that's what now that you say that you know what that. You, you know what kind of vibe I got from Black Panther too, it's like do you remember? I mean, some of you might not, but uh, back in the day we used to have these things called video stores where you would go mm-hmm. and rent movies. I remember. Uh, and you could always go in and you would find like, Cruel Intentions too. Yep. Yep. The fuck is that? And it's like a completely different. <laughs> A similar premise with completely different fucking cast. That's yep. sort of what Black Panther 2 felt like to me. Yeah, so now... They had the same cast. <laughs> not with your main character not there and the way you chose Dude, to replace him. Go go yeah. watch, go watch like, Wrong Turn 4 and tell me how, <laughs> <laughs> tell me how well that said. Yeah. Troy's reviewed some of those movies of on, um, yeah. on Slasher that are just like... Yeah, ah. and, they, and they're look at, not... the, look at the later Final Destination. Yeah, I think the problem with I think the problem with Slasher now is that you you, you try to review shit that's good. You need to I like do, <laughs> need to do like the uh, the horrible horror movies. Actually, yeah, you want an I always fucking... enjoy your shit more when you loathe what you're watching. <laughs> I might wait, wait, wait. I might have to honestly. <laughs> you want a big you want a big pop in your numbers? You should do Terrifier too, because it has I, that wrestling uh... tie in, right? Does and it? you hate yeah because Jericho's in it. Oh God! I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, anyway. I heard about that. Uh, so I, I mean, I watched the first Terror Fire movie. I, I enjoyed it, but that it was, was another right. one. I thought it was, that, it was pretty good. But that was another one of those ones where I'm like, I was like, I don't, I don't think that the hype matches this movie. Like, because people are talking about it being like so fucking amazing and stuff like that. And I was like, it's. It's good. It it has some parts in it that like the that actor that that plays Art the Clown is good. He's got a presence to him, but and the one scene that everyone talks about is shocking. But yeah, from what I from what I heard of this new one, I know people were were bitching because there wasn't any titties in it. But it's like a movie doesn't I'm need a, no. look, a movie doesn't need titties to be good. But it it does help. It, it, it does help if they're in there. Now, when you when you have something like this, where like the first one had so much nudity in it, and this, the second one doesn't, it starts to feel like the new Game of Thrones series, where you're like, where are all, where is all of it? <laughs> <laughs> and like the it's on our Discord, apparently. Yeah, and like the the Witcher season one had a, a lot of it, and they were fucking amazing. And the second season, I was like. Well, I'm like four episodes into this and we haven't seen anyone's tits. What's going on in this thing? And it, it, so it starts to get a little bit. It's like, yeah, I start to lose a little bit of the hook. <laughs> there was a series a, a while ago on Stars called Spartacus Blood and Sand. Right? Yeah. Yep. Season one was pretty much an orgy every episode. Yeah. But then season two, they were like, it takes place like out like in the mountains and stuff, and there wasn't like that much opportunity for it. And yeah. I'm like, oh. This doesn't feel the same. 
a lot of a lot of it is because the expectations for it are lower, so they're able to do more stuff like that. So they're like, yeah, we can throw some new in it. Once the series what winds up being a success, then they're like, well, we want to make it a little bit more mainstream. mainstream. So so let's yeah. take out let's take out the nudity on it, and that way we can maybe convince more people to watch it. And that's what happens with so much of that shit. Yep. It's funny that we're talking so much about movies because that was actually my question of the week for you guys. Oh, okay. So, what is a movie, or you could go with a TV series as well, that you have watched ten or more times? While you guys rumored in on, on that, I'll go ahead and give mine. Uh, Jason knows that, obviously, I have seen The Mummy more times than I can count. Uh, <laughs> not, not at all because it is a good movie. But because for whatever reason, it just resonates with me. Um, Jurassic Park one and two definitely movies I've seen more than ten times in my life. Uh, Jurassic World mostly only because of the fact that for a while there, like every Friday, we were doing like a pizza day for for my uh, my wife and kids, and we would just throw on one of the Jurassic Park movies. Uh, I you notice I didn't include Jurassic Park three in it because fuck that movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Coraline, just because my daughters love that movie so much. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and uh, Beetlejuice is definitely one that I will throw on just at random times. I would say probably also the first Ghostbusters. Uh, I would throw that in there as well. No, those aren't my favorite movies. They're just movies that I can throw on and just enjoy, you know, or even throw it on in the background. Um, what about you, Sal? What What would you say is like a movie that you that you can just continue to keep watching and you've seen like ten times. First one that comes to mind is Inception. I absolutely love that movie, and every time it's on, I watch it. Okay. Um, and the movie before that was Catch Me If You Can. Interesting. I think that's a great movie. Um, and I love the actors in it. And then recently, it's been Inglorious Bastards. I think <laughs> I've watched that three or four times in the past couple of years since the pandemic I almost look I, I love Tarantino movies but uh, and, and probably Pulp Fiction I think I'll throw on my list there um, but so many of his movies because I have kids I can't watch with them around right <laughs> because otherwise they're going to learn uh, a word I don't need them to learn uh, <laughs> but yeah that, that's a good movie too um, oh I would also say uh, Dark Knight would be another one that I've yep. just watched yep, sometimes that one too. I, I love uh, Heath Ledger's Joker mm-hmm. in that yeah Jason uh, more recently similar to what we were talking about earlier uh, probably both um, Infinity War and Endgame because that was Jackson's wheelhouse for a while he wanted to watch that like all the time when <laughs> it first came out yep. uh, so I probably watched that a bunch um, any of the Jersey trilogy from Kevin Smith so Mallrats Chasing Amy uh, Clerks, the original Clerks 2. Sure. Um, definitely, without a doubt, Major League. Oh, <laughs> great movie. And the, and the Replacements, which is the football equivalent of Major League and one of great. my favorites. Um, TV shows, I've probably watched the entire run of 24 at least 10 times throughout my life. Nice. Um, probably my favorite all-time weekly episodic show. So. Okay. You know... Uh, Bob's Burgers is big for me. That's a, that's a show that we just throw on all the time. 
Um, there's definitely like there's episodes that I've seen more than other ones. Like most of the the holiday ones, I've seen so many fucking times. Um, that's that's for sure something. Uh, used to be big on House. Used to throw that on all the time, yeah. but but now that's it's true. now I just have so little time that like most of the stuff that I watch is is new things. So mm-hmm. but yeah, same. It's funny that you mentioned the replacements. Uh, <laughs> Because have you ever ever seen like the uh, the top grossing football movies of all time? I've, so most of those movies would probably go in my list. We should try to guess. Do you have a list of how many? Yes. Okay. How many? How many we're we looking for? Well, let's just go with. Um, let's I'll go see with just. And I can do this. Yeah. Okay. Um, so these are. So this 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 list just in general just kind of like just includes football. So let me see the ones that are like specifically about it. One give me one second. Yeah, we're not talking like Ace Ventura Peck Detective, right? right. That's <laughs> that that's what my thing was, is that's on it. So let's go with let's go. is Einhorn? So, yeah, let's go with top ten. I, I was able to because Forrest Gump is the top one. I don't include that okay. because it's not no. really about football. So no. so <laughs> not, so knock that off the list. Knock Ace Ventura: Pet Detective off the list of number ten. Let's go with the top ten uh, top grossing football movies. All right, All right. Wants to go first? I mean, or do you want to do us like well, trivia? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, let's just say the replacements because we already talked. About it. Yeah. So the re- replacements is actually sixteenth on the list. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So you didn't even crack the top ten. No. Okay, okay. Sale. Any given Sunday? Yep. Yes. Of course. Yep. Number number eight. Oh, okay. Oh, I got I got a good one. Okay. Varsity Blues. Oh, nice. So Varsity Blues is number twelve. Jesus uh, Christ. Top <laughs> ten. Uh, I got another one. Oh, okay. I got a one. Yeah, go ahead. Rudy. That's where I was. That was there it is. <laughs> that uh, Rudy is number thirty. Ouch. <laughs> wow. Okay, um, I, guess that, I guess it doesn't really hold up. It's right. so there's there there are some that are for sure you know, but there are, there are one or two that is going to be that's going to shock you a little bit. Okay. Um, how about uh, two my head. Um, uh, Friday Night Lights. That is number ten. There you go. Not a better movie than Rudy, but that's fine. No, not a, not a, yeah. But I can see why. Pete, yeah, I can see why that's like at the top. Um, yeah. The longest yard. Uh, that is that, that is there? number three. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I was on that list too. Um, oh shit, I'm blanking on the name of the movie now. Fuck. Um, the one with Denzel Washington where he takes over as the fucking football coach. Oh my god. What the fuck is it called? I don't, Troy, it's on the list. I can see by Troy not <laughs> that. I just don't remember the name of it. Um, fuck, I've watched it so many times. I'll, I'll give it to you. Remember the Titans. Yeah. Remember yeah, the, Titans. the Titans. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, right. I, was, I was thinking of it too, and I couldn't think of the name. Where was that one? 
Oh, sorry. Uh, number five. Okay. Okay. So, still hit number one, which is nope. <laughs> please, please don't tell me the game plan is on there. The one with the rock and his. No, is it really? It's number six. <laughs> oh, oh, I got one. I gotta get one. How about the water boy? Number two. I was gonna say a new water boy was gonna be on there. Yep. Oh my god, what the hell is number one? <laughs> it's gotta be. Hold on. Necessary there's, roughness? There's one. Uh, no. Um. Boy, where is necessary? Oh, there it is. 27 for necessary roughness. I thought this would be super easy. I yeah, would have said placements. Well, so so there's there's definitely one that I'm surprised you guys haven't talked about because um, it 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 has its place in pop culture. Like I said, the the other ones are definitely like football centric movies, but you know. We said any different Sundays. It's not that. Oh. Um, Wow. Oh, I just remembered a horrible movie. This has nothing to do with football, but I was trying to think of sports movies. Yeah. Jason, do you remember Celtic Pride? Oh, yeah. Yeah. God, that was so fucking bad. There's a movie called Celtic Pride? Yeah, it it was Damon Wayans. It was Damon Wayans and uh, the tall guy from Home Alone, the tall Daniel, Dan something. Yeah, Mm. not Joe Pesci. Right. Sorry, not on the top sixty. So, yeah. <laughs> but they they kidnap they kidnap the star player from the Utah Jazz, which is Damon Wayans. Oh my gosh, I think I remember that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it, but I think I remember it. And it's just a bunch. It's and they have like this Lithuanian player. Yeah, they have just like this Lithuanian player is going to play for the Jazz. If the other guy doesn't show, he's like, "Come on, coach, I bring the good crap." I remember that for some reason. Um, okay. Uh, oh, God, so bad. Okay. Alright, anyway. Um, oh my God, why can't I think of a football movie? Any the, given Sunday, like, instantly pumped in my head, and now it's like, everything's blank. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I'm so, I was shocked Varsity Blues was as low as it was. Um, yeah. Alright, so, so let's, let's, uh, yeah. let's, let's do this. Give us okay. Second. okay. Um, one of them. Uh, which is the number seven movie is from 1978. We already said the longest yard, so it's not the original longest nope. yard. Because nope. there were two of those. Yes. No, the, the one that's the one that's the higher one on the list is the Adam Sandler one. Okay. Um. Actor. Uh. Hold on. Well, 78, so... Um, it was before I was born, so... I'm sure Robert Redford was part of it or something. <laughs> um, it was directed by and starring Warren Betty. I have no fucking clue. Oh, it was, was it the one about Lombardi? Uh, no. No, okay. It was Heaven Can Wait. Yeah, no, I've never seen it. No. Okay. Well, it's a Los Angeles Rams quarterback who gets killed. So, <laughs> so that is uh, well, it's not number like an seven. Angels in the outfield thing, is it? Sort of. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Okay. Um, 
let's go number 10 here uh, is from 1991 okay my wheelhouse here Little Giants no okay uh, starring Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans The Last Boy Scout correct oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright um, so that was number 10 number 9 you got Friday Night Lights um, number 8 Any Given Sunday Number seven, Heaven Can Wait. Here we go. Number six is a 2007 movie. The one with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Was it Blindside? Blind something? That's not really a football center. Movie, 2009's number one grossing movie, The Blindside. Oh. It's about a woman that adopts a, the Michael O'Hare, that is, so it's about right. football. <laughs> I, yeah, but it's not really. It's more about the adoption and the family dynamic than it is the football. Fair, fair. But. Uh, this movie that we were just about talking about, number six, stars Dwayne the Rock Johnson. The game plan. Correct. Yeah, he already okay. said that. Oh, you already said yeah, that. Yeah, we Sorry. Did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I said you, there's no way that's on there, and you were like, Haha. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh, number okay. so number five was remember the Titans. By the way, you want to talk about a movie that's not about football at all? So the, <laughs> the so, the, so the last movie uh, that you guys couldn't get, number four, you're gonna get it as soon as I say who stars in it. Tom Cruise and Cuba Gooden Judy. Oh, oh, Jerry Maguire. Yeah, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> yeah, football. Uh, well, He's a sports agent, and Cuba Gooden Jr. is a football player. So yes, it is a football mm. movie. I mean, it's not. We're not talking about the like a uh, movie like the one fucking terrible draft day movie or stuff like that. Did you ever see that one? I think it's Kevin Costner. That was bad. I think I've heard of it, but I, it, he, it was like the draft pick or something. Like he, that. Well, he draft day, but he like trades away trades away his first round draft pick, and then magically like trades and does another trade to get a first round draft pick back or something like that. It's makes clearly someone who's never fucking watched sports in their life. So if you stopped it halfway through, it was the Houston Texans. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So, um. Wait, right. what was number one? I told you the, the blind side. Oh, what? That, oh. that was the number one football movie? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was like number seven or something. It's because it's, it's, it's Julia Roberts. What was number two? The Waterboy. Oh, okay. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's not a. Football, get the fuck out of here! I'm just going with what this, what, what it said. No, I know, I know. It's not you. Yeah, I'll have to do baseball movies too at some point. <laughs> another episode. Hey, so yes. uh, I got another fun thing for you guys before we get into the uh, pay per view. Okay. I found I found two different wrestling legends take on Sami Zayn being a part of the bloodline. And I want I want to see the I want I want to show you guys a stark contrast between these two guys' opinions. So first off, one of them, Ric Flair. So first off, no, don't tell us who they are yet. That's so that's what I was gonna do is I'm going to give you the clickbait headline. Oh, sorry, because I've already seen some of these. So. Okay. Um, WWE Hall of Famer felt that Sami Zayn joining the Bloodline diluted the group. Uh, I'm gonna say Rikishi. Oh, Rikishi, Rikishi loves him. Of course, it's Ric Flair. Uh, so, oh, was it really? Yeah. So here's here's what Ric Flair says about it. 
Well, I'm not going to do a flair voice. I thought about it for a second, but I'm like, no. Uh, first of all, well, at first, I was very open about well, it. While you're reading it, why don't you just run around wh- whipping your dick out and appropriately? <laughs> That'll be your Ric Flair impression. Yeah. Um, so amazingly, he goes an entire paragraph without mentioning his daughter here. But uh, he says, <laughs> I was very open about it that I didn't even like him being with the bloodline. I thought he diluted it. But I know in sitting and talking with Booker T, everyone looks at it differently. I was with Booker T in New York at an autograph session, and Booker thinks the sun rises and falls on the guy. Looking at Roman and what what bloodline is and how they conduct themselves, I found him bringing way too much comedy to it. But apparently it's worked. Maybe that's me being old school, or out of touch. But when you got a serious character like the Usos, who I don't even think I have to argue are the best tag team right now in business as heels, Roman is over like nobody else. I don't like it because the kid is comical. His character is comical. That's what Ric Flair has to say about Sami Zayn. <laughs> I, I get his issue with that, but it it helps round it out. You don't need like a dead serious group all the time. Like it's super entertaining with Sami. I'm gonna tell you the truth. I watch wrestling at this point just to watch Sami Zayn make the Usos laugh. Is, there you go. So, so <laughs> this is the thing. Obviously, don't we get used to that. yeah, we we know that there are there are going to be some people who who aren't a huge fan of it. But again, it's like, sorry, but the bloodline was kind of getting stale without Sami before Sami got in there, and Sami brought a whole new thing. So here's here's my second person. The, this one's not going to be one of those trying to figure it out. The Undertaker. He gave his thoughts on the Sami Zayn storyline. Okay? <clears throat> Sami's character is so intriguing in that whole mix. It is very clear who the bloodline is and what they stand for, and they go out and do their deal. But adding Sami, that gives so many more layers. Plus, you have that tension between Sami, the Usus, and Roman. It works well. Sami is a vital part of the whole thing, and he's never been a bigger star. But this is also important for the bloodline. It gives them something new. Roman has been champion for over two years. That means he has to go out and beat everyone he faces, right? That's tough, but it's a new dynamic with Sammy in there. How can you not enjoy this? It's great storytelling. <laughs> I don't disagree with anything he said. No. I think I know about telling stories. <laughs> So, so Ric Flair, the guy that used to strut and then fall flat on his face, thinks Sami Zayn is too comical and it doesn't work. <laughs> the Undertaker, a guy who was serious his entire career, is like, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> go figure. There you go. Now, when I saw WWE Hall of I Fame... I Flair's more or less just upset because when Andrade resigns and Charlotte comes back, they can't do the bloodline because it's already been done. You know, that was, that was sure. the thing, was... So when I saw the clickbait headline, I was like, it's either going to be Bully Ray or Ric Flair. <laughs> because Now, Bully loves it. Which which I was surprised by, because normally he is so anti-WWE on a lot of things. Now, I know, like, Gail Kim already came out and said that she hates it, and she also said, she also made a joke about Lyra Valkyria, because it's close to Taya Valkyrie. It's like, her name was Effie Valkyrie. Like, guess what? People have the same last name sometime in wrestling. <laughs> But, of course, fed bad, so... Hilariously, though, I would rather read the opinions of Ric Flair and The Undertaker versus Gail Kim. I'm really worried about the opinion (laughs) on the business of someone who takes the business so seriously that they eliminated themselves from a fucking battle royal in probably the most unprofessional thing I've ever seen. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Yep. (laughs) 
Yeah. Again, that, <clears throat> her and Maria Canellas, those are people who will take every shot they can at WWE, even if they don't don't really feel feel that way. Flair will take until WWE pays them again. Right. Flair will take every shot he can because he thinks Charlotte should be on every second of every fucking match. But uh, which, like, again, like Charlotte is great, and I'm excited to have her back. But I don't need her dad constantly being like, I can't jerk off <laughs> till I see her on screen. Like, he's just sucks. But, anyways, so we have, uh, unless you guys got anything else, I think we can start talking about the pay per view. Yeah, I think it's a good segue. All right. Rick Flair jerking off is a good segue to Survivor Series. Flair. I talk about Sami Zayn. That was the articles we were talking about. <laughs> People's opinions on Sami with the bloodline. Yeah. So, I was ignoring the Ric Flair drinking off that, but that's okay. <laughs> Just think about that in your in your head for a minute, what that looks like, so. Um, no. He probably comes and then struts and then falls face first into his own compile. Uh, so thank you to, <laughs> to the people who participated. Uh, he just comes a puff of air at this point, <laughs> I'm guessing. Yeah, right, Flick? How was me coming? <laughs> Um, so thank you to uh, to the people who participated in our predictions poll. Jackson, Jason, God's Juggalo, Bruno Tomas, Ginger, Dr. Glashen, Adam, Georgian Wedgwood, hey. Sal, Dickaloco, myself, look in my eyes, what do you see? The stupidest guy in history. Uh, and what's more oozy than Mandy's titties? It's Fetus Rhodes. So thank you to all of those all of you guys for participating. So, let's get into it, because in a more typical Triple H fashion, we didn't have any fluff pieces in this this event. We had five matches, and all of them were important. That's, that's a very typical Triple H thing, yes. actually. <laughs> right. Yep, yep. We didn't get that sixth match like we were talking about. But nope, we did so. I, I don't think there was any place to put it, to be honest. No, well, and then, not after they not after they crippled LA Knight on the go home anyway. Right, uh, that's true. Which apparently just got decimated in the ratings. Um, so <laughs> yeah, only two point one seven million yeah. viewers. That's it. Jeez. If only they had been down twenty percent of their fucking viewership, then they would have fared pretty well. Yes. Yeah. So, so I, people are not getting that joke <laughs> that we're all getting, but no, that I mean, really, we're gonna put light on it. Like, let's talk about it. Well, we've talked about it now. Like, we're going to big book on fucking the podcast now? I Fine, forget it. Go ahead. No, it's it's the same shit that always happens. It's it's yeah. People don't use the same standards for certain things that they like. So, AEW does really good even if they're down in ratings because their demo was close to the last time or whatever that. But SmackDown takes a little bit of a hit, like one, la- one more person doesn't watch it, and it's like, oh my gosh, they just got fucking destroyed by football and, yeah. and soccer. They things stand up to football in this yeah. other movie that was on TV. The uh, Grinch stole Christmas yeah. or something. Like, because they only got 2.1 Seven million, which is seven point three percent down yeah. from last week. Fuck off. This is again. This, <laughs> this is again that case of like, do you think that AW fans are soccer fans? No, they're neckbeards. <laughs> they're watching their well, show. For the record, because um, I know we pro- probably won't talk about that much. I enjoy SmackDown. It was a pretty good go yeah. home. I don't enjoy soccer. I think it's fucking boring. And 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 I think it is. But Troy, Troy, this is that that time every four years when this country pretends they give a shit about soccer. And that is true. I 
<laughs> Look, I am not proud of the country I live in. I'm I'm a, a resident of this country because I was born here. But I am not proud of a lot of the things they do. And I definitely don't have that nationalism of like, a bunch of my guys that are that were also born in this country are doing good at, at a sport. I don't fucking care. Okay? And of course, if you, I also don't watch FIFA because... But that's because you don't like the sport. Right. If it was the men's basketball team in the Olympics, nope. you'd be watching. No, I don't. I don't, what, I don't watch Olympic basketball. What about the World Baseball Classic? I don't. Did you watch the World Baseball Classic? I don't watch the World Baseball Classic. I don't watch the watch basketball when it's when it's doing the World Cup thing either. I don't care. I literally don't. Okay. I watch okay. I watch the NBA. I watch the NHL. But I'm not going to sit there when the Olympics come around and be like, the U.S. has a chance because the United States fucking League of Hockey is dominated by Canadian players. And the and the Wait, United well, States you... League of, of Soccer is dominated by European players. I don't give a Wait, fuck. Uh, serious right question, though. Serious they're, question, though. They're pulling the WWE in the World Cup, though, because they got Iran running a program with the United States. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, Troy, I have a serious question. Uh-huh. Though. I doubt it. Every February, when uh, the NHL puts on their All-Star game and the United States takes on the world, yeah. do you get invested in that? No, because... You're like, yeah, USA! No, because, again, like I said, I, I like my teams. I don't. I, I like the players on the teams. I don't give a fuck what country they were born in. I do not have patriotism towards any kind of sports things. I literally don't fucking care. I don't care that, oh, LeBron James is going to opt out of being in the fucking Olympics over that. I don't give a fuck because it's literally... I don't I don't get like a, like a swelling of pride because fucking the, the uh, United States gymnastic team took out a home gold. I don't fucking care, all right? Because, <laughs> because I have seen the things that this country does, and uh, yeah... <laughs> So, yeah, I'm not going to be... I don't do that kind of shit. But that's cool. You want to pretend you like soccer? Cool. Enjoy your 0-0 tie after fucking three hours of, of a game. <laughs> you can say the same about hockey, though. Hockey, at least... I mean, yes, some uh, hockey sometimes ends in a 0-0 tie. But <laughs> it also... The, I guess my my biggest. But there's hits in hockey. My, no, my my biggest problem with soccer is the blatant flopping. It's it is oh, so yeah. ridiculous. And it, my favorite part is when they come over and they spray like the freeze ice stuff on them, and then they just jump up like <laughs> yeah. nothing happened. That that's the kind of shit where I'm just like, I was never a fan of originally of soccer, but once that became such a big thing where they just weren't doing about it, I was like, I don't fucking care. Plus, I don't know the fucking rules of soccer. I thought I did. Mm-hmm. And then I like actually watched a, a game, and it was like the time the time ran out, and all of a sudden it was like we got a 15 minute bonus. And it's like where, how? <laughs> no, 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 no. They have extra time. Extra time, yes. Which they don't give you a clock. No, they don't tell you how much time it is. No, it's just like at a certain point they go, okay, game's over. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not true. They do put the they did it. Oh, no, they do not. I just watched the <clears throat> the Iran game. Because I'm probably one of those people, and they <laughs> they definitely do yeah, not tell you. They will have the so they'll have a timer that says 15 minutes, and sometimes after seven they'll go, okay, we're done now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, you're all right. They don't exactly stick to and it, it's, but there. It's not like something where like there's a ticker on the bottom, like okay, uh, they, they just got um, 43 seconds 
that that because they did a good pass there, so we're gonna throw that at the bottom okay. clock. <laughs> Ronaldo's mom brought orange slices, so we're gonna end the game now. Yeah, that that's the kind of shit where where because when I watch everybody pull your high socks up. Yeah, because when I watch basketball, I know when it's gonna end. I know, I know, th- well, I know that once it gets well. to two minutes left, that's going to take another hour of time. I know I that, but there is at least a point where there's going to be a buzzer, and everybody on the floor knows we're done playing after that as long as we're not tied. <laughs> Same thing with football. Wish. Tell me, tell me, there's only two minutes left in the, in this game. Isn't the best line that's ever ever been used? <laughs> you're watching sports, and you know that. Your wife doesn't want to watch sports anymore. Oh my gosh, yeah. Only two minutes left. Only two minutes <laughs> left. Look, I spent some time there. Yeah. Well, Survivor Series happened. Yeah, Survivor Series yes. happened. Uh, so <laughs> the first uh, first War Games match. I'm sorry, what what, what kind of match? War Games! Uh, Team Belair <laughs> defeated War Games! Team Bailey. War Games! Fetus, Sal, Jordan. Oh, wait, can I just tell you how much I. Hold on. Can I just tell you how much I love the fact that before the event started. Triple H tweeted out a thing like it's not it's just not the same without and then a clip of all the William Regal war games things that and then that caused fucking Dave Meltzer to go into fans to be like oh you should fucking sue you for that yeah for what it's their footage you fucking I I wouldn't I would not be shocked if Don Stevens tried to fucking DMCA it (laughs) because of course they would but also it caused fucking uh, shit stain to turn around and be like no no he's he's still with the company he's he's got you signed a year contract and the next day he was like wait people figured out the timeline of that no he signed a three year contract he's he's good he's he's good for three years just the fucking back and forth with that douchebag of like no no he's not going he's not going anywhere he's not going anywhere he's fine he's fine he's right there (laughs) anyway team belair defeats team bailey uh fetus sal jordan myself dr glashan all get a point for that one that one what i that was kind of like a 50 50 split on on who we picked for that and which is good because we made it unpredictable so my question is this now what the fuck is the point of damage control that's a good question they don't win anything um they've gotten their asses kicked three on one by Bianca now also by Becky also by Becky (laughs) and they've lost every major match they've pretty much been in they're so, kind of like 3MB at this point. They might as well stop playing air guitar. Seriously. Like, <laughs> the reason I picked them to win this match is like, okay, so this is a war games match. It doesn't have it. doesn't hurt Bianca to lose this. She's not going to lose her title. You could have Alexa take the loss. It doesn't hurt her. It doesn't hurt anybody else. It doesn't hurt Becky. Becky can look great. and I, it did, It was a perfect spot to have damage control win the match. And they still didn't do it. So that not only did they not know. win the match, they were the ones that got pinned pretty much. Uh, it wasn't Rhea. You need to know about what their plans are for damage control. Right. I think Rhea wasn't in that in that final spot. Neither was Nikki. Um, Becky pretty much pinned the tag champs by herself. Yeah. All while Bailey got yet another KOD this time into the side of the cage that looked fucking awful. Which, yeah, which didn't, it kind of looked really clunky and probably shouldn't have been done. Uh, yeah, but, um, Not okay. the clunkiest move on this show by a lot, but go ahead. Um, first of all, I will say, uh, nice job to open SmackDown when they announced who their fifth partner was going to be. Uh, Becky got the big pop, of 
course. Um, now, do you think that they they hurried through that and put it first and ran through that because of the overrun of the college football game? So they started SmackDown late. So they were like, we got to fucking make sure we get this in, if nothing I, else. So let's just fucking do it now. If it was an audible they had to call, they made the right call. So it just it, the segment seemed rushed, didn't it? Yeah. No, it did. It was like, oh, hey, we said we were going to be here. We're here. Here's our partner, Becky. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it definitely seemed like they were pressed for time. But, um, no, I, I, I love the choice. Obviously, we had heard, you know, rumors that that was all the timeline her, uh, you know, she'd be rehabbed and she'd be back and she gets the big win at War Games. Um, I don't really get why Rhea and Mi Chin were in this match still. Did we, did we, nice. we talked about this last week. I know, but watching the match didn't show me any reason for them to be in there, so could easily replace them with, like, Candice and, like, someone else. I don't know. But whatever. Also, Rhea yeah. got missed it. And it was blue this time. Yeah. So, clearly, she sucked off the blue meaning before the match. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, shout out. I mean, that guy did ban Jasmine St. Clair for quite yeah. a while, so... Probably more like the blue meaty. <laughs> I it showed. Uh, shout out to Becky Lynch for doing a fucking putting her body on the line in this match. Uh, yep. <laughs> jumping from the top of the fucking cage. Yeah. Uh, the one one thing though, and, and the, the, I can say this about the men's match too, but I don't like when we take ten minutes to get weapons in yeah, the cage. Yeah, I get it. Are we going to talk about, um, uh, as much as I love her, uh, are we going to talk about EO Sky accidentally flipping herself over while trying to do the double knees in the corner and get the stuck upside down against the cage? Yep. EO, EO had a bad day. Twice. <laughs> she had a real bad day. Did you see that she fucking fell off the stairs at the end when they were leaving after the match, too? Yeah. And then Rhea just picks her up and just fucking carries her. Because... <laughs> Well, spoiler alert for AEW tonight, Moxley fell off the stage. <laughs> That's what I, I, I saw something about that, and I was like, I'm going to have to watch that later. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, so. Yeah, not the best uh, night for you. But then again, I can't, I don't know. But, but, but for all of this stuff, guys, I thought this match was fantastic. Yeah. Um, it was very similar to the War Games matches that they did down in NXT, where you take, you know, ten people, you shove them in a cage, but you still manage to build stories out of that and develop the stories that we're currently running and like it was just very well done very well produced very well produced and and we instantly knew that we were getting bailey and damage control away from bianca we were transitioning and at no point did this match feel like it was an hour no no again we'll talk about the men's match later but definitely not the women's <laughs> So I think there is a question on where we go from here with a lot of these people. Obviously, Belair having the championship, and you're not going to have Becky face off against her, right? Because they're both faces, and they were friendly. Well, no, I think we've pretty clearly established Becky versus Bailey yeah. at this point. Yeah, now. that yeah, is well. clear. And and I feel like the way they sort of spe- sped through the uh, Mia Yim, Rhea Ripley stuff to the point where Rhea's already pinned her in a match... Um, I, I really think, and you know, some people have said 
the Mania program is Rhea and Bianca, and maybe yeah. it is, but it feels like we're already sort of putting Mia Yim off of Rhea so that Rhea can go do something else, and it sort of feels like that would be yeah. Bianca Belair. So I, um, I had somebody do some math today, and I was thinking about it, because there's no December pay-per-view, right? Um, but I feel like Rhea's going to get the title shot at Rumble, and they might go Charlotte and Bianca at Mania and have Charlotte return in the Rumble and win the... Did I get it right? I mean... <laughs> um, they might have Charlotte make a surprise return in the Rumble. Surprise return. And then win it in face Bianca at Mania because I think that's the Mania program. You do Charlotte and Bianca and then you put Becky on the other show against Ronda. Maybe. No, I, I think you put the belt on Rhea and then Charlotte and Bianca can have their separate program away from the title because it doesn't need it. That's true. That's true. But if you're going to do that, then you can still do Rhea and... Versus Sasha at WrestleMania. But I was going to say Rhea and Bianca at Rumble. Yeah. So, yeah, it definitely seems like we're fast-tracking towards that. Maybe. There's, I mean, thankfully, there's a lot of different ways they can go. So, sorry, I just had to really quickly watch John Moxley uh, fall off the stage, and it and it was of amazing. Yes, <laughs> it was professionalism. Well, so all right, so we're not going to get into tonight's AEW, Fuck no. obviously, but speaking of professionalism, Moxley comes out and cuts the same fucking promo he has cut in every episode of Dynamite. This guy's forcing my blood. I'm the baddest. I'm the toughest. Nobody can touch me in this ring, on this mic, blah, blah, blah. Generic wrestling promo number five, which is pretty much what he cuts every time in AEW. Um, and then Hangman Page proceeds to come out, and he runs away from him and gets mm-hmm. his ass kicked. Like, well, so is Mox turning heel? Because that was a heel promo. And then you ran away. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. But... I, I well, well, I'm just curious to see what you guys think about it when you watch it. We'll talk about it next week. So. Yeah, uh, I'm sure that all the people who have their little scorecards out, who are WWE only watchers, are like, "What the fuck? Stop talking about AEW." <laughs> I've uh, I, I've gone on record before, obviously, with the fact that I I don't watch AEW anymore, um, and I I almost feel <laughs> I almost feel like I've sort of lost. A little bit of a, a little bit of the passion and fire in me because I don't have something to hate. <laughs> <laughs> I believe somebody said earlier you're better when you yeah, know what you're watching. I I feel like so I don't I don't make New Year's resolutions um, because one I never keep them <laughs> and two I just think that just better yourself. But I I feel like my goal for next year is to start hate watching AEW again so I can I can join in a little bit more on the conversation. Obviously I get the big points, but uh, I feel like I'm almost doing a disservice to our fans by not uh, being a masochist and watching uh, AEW. Because I, you know, I used to watch Impact and fucking hated that shit. Um I I was still will not GS tits. Yeah. No, no he's not going to watch that. Uh. I feel. I um, feel like. Okay, dead yeah. serious though. 
I, I think you're overestimating, overestimating how many of our fans actually give a shit about AEW. I mean, for a while there, the AEW rundown was doing better than NXT rundown. And Dr. Glashen didn't participate in the all-out. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I mean, right? Came back yeah. for, the, for the Survivor Series. Yeah, but I also I also sort of feel like I'm missing out on some jokes I can make So by, by not watching sure. it. Sure. Oh, yeah, for comedy yeah. content, it's... It's yeah. like right so I'm, I might I might go back uh, and and start at least at least having it on in the background, you know, and and just kind of peeking over once in a while. Like I still hate so much about that shit, and just from the clips I watch and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I just don't feel like I'm getting I don't I'm not getting that experience of like because you guys were talking last week about how shitty the announcers were, and I was like I'm like I'm sure that they are. But I don't feel like I've listened to them in a while, <laughs> you know. And most of the clips I see, there's maybe like one or two lines that I hear, you know. So anyway, hey, you want you want a comedy gold mine? Will Willow Nightingale fought Anna Jay tonight. There, did Anna, did was that Anna Jay coming out with the uh, dollar bills in her titties? Sorry, sorry. No, sorry, not Anna Jay. Uh, Jade Cargo. Is that Anna J A S. That's true. There it is. There, there's, there's that, there's that blood pressure spike in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, was that? What, did I, did I see that Jade Cargo came out with the dollar bills in her titties? Is that something that happened? I don't know. Maybe. I haven't watched. I haven't watched. Really I, haven't watched I watched it. the opening okay. segment. That was it. And then they went to fucking Dax Harwood in a singles match again, and I'm like, they can't fucking the best tag team in the world can't get a tag team match on the show, but we'll keep throwing them in fucking singles matches. So, great, sure. Yeah. And of course, Kira Hogan, one of the better African American wrestlers around there, can't do anything with her. Anyways, Plus oh, that gosh. Ass. she should probably go back and team with Tasha Steeles again. AJ Styles um, defeated Finn Balor, so Dicko, Bruno, Fetus, Jason, Sal, Troy, and Adam all get a point for that one. And Jason, you called this one last week. You said. AJ Styles had to win because otherwise, what was the fucking point of uh, Mission? And sure shit, that's what happened. AJ Styles picks up the win thanks in part to the answer to Rhea. So, what you guys think of this match? Jason, you go ahead. Uh, this was, I was actually critical last week of um, the match they had last time at the pay-per-view years ago. Um, this was the opposite of that. This was much better. The chemistry was better. Everything felt like it meant something. There was a little bit of a... And, and the last time it, it was thrown together, last minute, nobody had expected it. This had a build to it. There was some vo- emotional investment in it. I really enjoyed it. Obviously, these two are fantastic workers. Um, so, yeah, I was all for it. Awesome. It is so weird how badly WWE has conditioned me over the past few years, where one phenomenal forearm ending the match is surprising <laughs> to me. I was like, oh. Oh, he pinned? Oh, he pinned? Oh, I mean, yeah. Sure. Okay. I, I was not expecting the match at that point. But no, it was good. It was good. Um... I'm kind of all set with Judgment Day and the OC, but at at the end of their match on Raw, Kevin Patrick was like, 
well, I'm sure this is far from over. And I was like, I will say, um, I love the fact that AJ is another one of those guys who has developed the ability to finish matches with more than one finishing move. So you're like, oh, he's got the calf crusher. And it's like, no, no, it wasn't able to do that. I just get the phenomenal forearm. And this time it did it, but it's like, he's also got the Styles Clash, but thankfully he doesn't do that that often because one, that's got to be fucking hell on the knees. Uh, but two, it is, it can be dangerous if the guy taking it doesn't know how to take it correctly. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's one of the things that I, I really enjoy about like WWE style of not having guys always finish the move, the match with the same moves. Um, so yeah, so it, it did feel like you said, where it was like, he's not going to put him away with just that, is he? Oh, no, never mind, he did. <laughs> so, I also, I also like the fact that we got rid of everybody else halfway through the match. Yeah. And just let these two guys have a fucking great match. Because, obviously, with the number of people at ringside, you tend to start to think, oh, here it comes, these guys are going to get involved, and it's not going to be a clean finish or any of that. So I was I was very happy for that, that it was like, nope, just let these two guys have a fucking barn burner. And they did. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Well, this one's not going to take long for us to talk about. Ronda Rousey defeats Shotzi. Uh, everybody gets a point except for the guy trying to get everything wrong. So, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Here. So, I have been on this show, the guy defending Ronda Rousey more than anybody else, and I'm not going to sit here and slander Ronda Rousey. I still think Ronda Rousey brings a beautiful lot to pussy on her. <laughs> um. But she needs the right dance partners. And she has not had the right dance partners in this return, basically. Um, She needs somebody who is a seasoned pro, can carry her through a program and a match, a Charlotte, a Becky, a Sasha. Um, Because those matches have all been really good, for the most part, in ring. You can say what you want about the build and the promos or whatever. I don't have a problem with them, but I know some people have. But those matches in ring were entertaining and they were good. Um, this is not. You can't put. Look, I love Shotzi and those heart shaped nipples. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but Shotzi is as green as her hair. Uh, for having been in the business as long as she has, she goes too fast, way too often, and it creates chaos and it throws her opponent's timing off and sometimes those matches look very sloppy as a result and Liv is, is fine she's Liv but she's another one that sort of needs a more seasoned performer to help her get to a good match um, you put Ronda in there with the right person you can get a very good match out of it um, Shotzi was not the right person and it was sort of just a fucking disaster it's a shame we went back to back too with the live program and now this because it it right. it doesn't play off well like the optics of it. Right. Um, I know Rhonda can draw money. I know that she's talented, and I do agree with you. She's had good matches with Charlotte and with uh, Sasha. 
and 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 how many females or actually anybody in the business is as good as she is after what two years in yeah. the business? Well, not not just two years, but also with the baby years break of real between. fighting. Right, and don't forget thirty the baby years break. of real fighting, which is completely counterintuitive to everything you're taught to do in the ring. So, so, so yeah, I, I think we hold her to a standard of somebody like a Becky Lynch who's been in the business for over a decade. But it's it's an apples to oranges comparison. It's not fair to Ronda to to, to hold her up to no. that standard. No, I don't think it is fair to Ronda, and I don't think this match was fair to Ronda. This was a mess. Um, I yeah, have a question a, for the, you though. The, the DDT spot that got fucked up was a hundred percent Ronda's fault. If you go back and watch that, as Shotzi was dropping, rather than drop, Ronda grabbed yep. the top rope, and that's what yeah. fucked everything up. Yes. But let me ask you this: the the guys who Shotzi splashed onto, those were plants, but the girl on the very end of that that got taken down as well, I feel like she was legit. I doubt it, because Meltzer would have been all over her to do a fed bad, fed yeah. reckless uh, it's true, it's true. article. Yeah. <laughs> Just seemed like she wasn't expecting to hit the ground. But what can you do? Um, yeah, easily the worst match on the show. Not even. <laughs> there was only five Not of them, even. so one of them had to be in. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about the fact that, um, or at least I do, about the fact that Shayna is probably the the best MMA fighter, female fighter that has has gotten in the ring. Um, can, there's not there's not them, though, well there's Jessamine Duke, Marina Shafir, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, uh, Valerina Loretta, or whatever her fucking name is. It's just started. Paige Van Zant, who. You actually saw Sonya Deville. Deville. Yeah, I would put Sonya Deville ahead of. Sure, Shana, sure, I, I could see that. Yeah, but Sonya uh, also didn't do MMA for as long as Shayna did. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that wasn't right. qualifying. That was no. <laughs> True. No, I am just saying yeah. like Shayna has taken to this probably in a lot less. Time. The thing is too, you gotta you gotta sort of look at it as Shayna went to Japan and learned to wrestle. You know, Ronda went straight to the main roster. No time at NXT, nothing like that. So a lot of her things have just been trial by fire, and she's done very good. You know, I I look at her in sort of like that first year or two of Kurt Angle when he was it was just like, go in there, buddy, and learn to wrestle <laughs> with no prior experience. But so 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 take the Charlotte and the Becky stuff aside. They've had her in the ring with yeah. Nia Jax, uh, Nikki Bella, Stephanie yeah. McMahon. You know, Shotzi. They haven't put her in a position to succeed, right? Necessarily. Yeah. And that's, uh, like you said, that that's sort of the issue. I mean, obviously, you look at Shafir and and Duke. They had so much time in NXT, and they were just fucking god awful. So, <laughs> it's not something that. Who? Who was the first? Jessamine Duke. Marina Shafir. Oh, the other one. Oh, I don't know her. <laughs> Fair. I'm not sure how many people got that joke, but so let me let me go ahead and by the blank look on you guys' face, I'm not sure you got that joke. Nope, but I'm sure it was something that was said about who the fuck is Marina Shafir. Google Marina Shafir worst promo yeah, ever. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the AW promo. Oh, okay. All right, I know what you're um, talking about. So so just looking at some of the some of the people that she is she's that Ronda has fought recently. Um, 
Lacey Evans, Natalia, Zia Lee, Sonya Deville. I mean, yep. there. <laughs> That's not doing Ronda. No. Any favor. Emma. But when you put her in there with someone, and the Emma match was good. You Emma put her in fine. there with somebody who is talented enough to work her yep. through a match. You're you're going to yeah. get a good match, and it's going to be interesting and compelling because Ronda as a character is interesting and compelling from the standpoint of who can fucking yeah. knock her off, and she tells that story as well as anybody else. Um, but you need you need that supporting cast to make that thing work. Yeah. It's weird. It's almost like bad timing in Ronda's case because you could have easily have put her against people like Nikki Cross or Candice LeRae. Right. But they just happen to be on Raw, so instead she gets like Shotzi and Liv. You act as though the brand splits a real no, thing anymore, not. though. It's not, but they haven't positioned you know anybody to go against Ronda that hasn't that's been like a decent worker in a while. That's that was sort yeah. of my point. Yeah, I mean, the other thing too is is people want to sit there and and claim like, oh, you know, she's. She's not as good. There was a fire Ronda Rousey uh, trending on Twitter for a, a while there too. It's like, do you know? Yeah, but that was just yeah. like <laughs> people. People love to talk about how great fucking Jade Cargill is. Like Ronda Rousey's only done 124 matches in her entire career. Charlotte's done a thousand, and people will still fucking put the two of them up against each other. There was a period of time where I would come on here pretty regularly and rant about this fucking wrestling Facebook group and the dumb shit that yep. people said on there. Um, the ringleader of one of those groups, the guy I, I have no... I've had some really fucking bad interactions with this dude because he doesn't know what he's talking about, but he pretends he does. Um, he then hosts a, his, his own podcast, and I happen to see on Twitter that his podcast tweeted out something to the extent of... Um, whether you want to admit it or not, Jade Cargill has passed Ronda Rousey in the ring. Like, no? No, no she wow. has not. Fuck you, she has. Because she's tall and she does a pump kick. Really? That's that's the basis on that. People, Jade Cargill is responsible for some of the worst wrestling in the last two years on either brand. The, the other side of that is... Ronda sells. And Jade Cargill pretty much only does offense. So it is a lot easier to look good when you're doing the offense to somebody. It's a lot harder to make yourself look good while you're getting the shit kicked out of you. And It's also easier to look like a badass when you're legitimately dropping yeah, bitches on your exactly. head. Crippling. Yeah. Again... We, I've, I've said it before. Jade Cargill is not a very good wrestler. She has a presence about her, but she can't talk. Yep. Undeniable. Yep. She can't. She nope. can't talk. She can't, and she can barely wrestle. Like, and personally, just from the, the things that I've seen with her, it doesn't seem like she's got a great attitude either. It seems like she has been put on this pedestal by Tony, and she thinks that she belongs there, and. Everybody. That's like the second time I heard it. What's with this pussy on the pedestal? <laughs> I just saw that movie the other day. There's another one. There you go. <laughs> awesome. All right. Anything else to say about the uh, Shotzi Rousey match? I think no. the less said the better. 
Our next match, Austin Theory gets buried again by beating Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley for the U.S. Championship. Uh, myself, Adam, and Stupid all got a point, although I think he selected Austin Theory because he thought that, that was a dumb booking choice. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so Austin Theory is your now two-time United States champion. And I know that you guys covered it pretty well about it being sort of dumb that he gave up or, or he sort of pretended the U.S. championship didn't mean anything and then now he's got it back now. And we're supposed to think that he cares that he has it back when, but... I, no, 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 no. See, this is different now. I don't I don't think it's an issue that he, now he has it back because he lost the case. For him to care about it when he was carrying around yeah. the case was stupid. Mm. Also, now Austin was quoted recently as saying something, and it's sort of genius if you think about it. Doing the cash in the way they did kept him from having to lose right. to Roman so that if they want to do business down the road, people don't go, well, Roman already yep. squashed you. Yeah, that's true. Um, the other side of that, it also sort of makes him look like he was afraid to catch yeah. in on Roman. Wow. Which he was. <laughs> I guess that fits the character. Yeah. Right. But uh, uh, shout out to all three of us uh, where, for being sensible enough to be like, he's not getting buried. <laughs> he's getting repackaged and, and getting fixed. What that People means. don't understand what that right. fucking word means. Because, yeah. Nope. You, you know who got, you know who, who got buried? The Shockmaster. Why? Because he they intentionally fucked up his debut, and then you never saw him again. That's getting buried. Because it's literally putting someone in the ground so you would never see them again. Austin Theory... That's not true. You did see it. He did do the pay-per-view following. Right, right? yeah, but you know, you know what I'm saying, though. Because they had no one else yeah. at that point. You know what I'm saying, though. And, and people, people think that just because somebody loses, or they're getting a D-push, that that means they're getting buried. It's not the case. You can... I, Losing a match, losing a match or a string of matches does not mean yeah. you're getting buried. The the Usi Hot segment was sure. a se- it was a point of somebody yeah. getting buried. That was that was they're taking away your right. credibility. They're trying yeah. to make you look yeah. like shit yeah, on purpose, like a fucking idiot, so <laughs> so that you're unhirable by right. other companies. That's being right. fucking buried. Losing a match here or there is not no. being buried. People people are trying to claim that Mustafa Ali is getting buried again. He's involved yes. in one of the major segments on yeah. the show every week. You can't week. say that someone gets buried every week, because it implies that they're on every week. Our <laughs> truth went out there for three years straight, pretty much every week, looking like a complete fucking idiot. He wasn't getting buried. Nope. He was right. getting over. And he was yep. making money. <laughs> he was making some serious money being on TV that much yeah. as he was. To the uh, point now where people no, were actually very sad when he got hurt. Because, <laughs> yeah. That's true. Um, so there were three people on this pay-per-view that got just an insane reaction. For all that bullshit that they talk about where, oh, you should have heard the pop for Sting, you should have heard the pop for Sting. No, 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 no. There was three people on this pay-per-view that got the loudest reaction of the night, and one of them was Seth freaking Rollins. And it it has been the yeah. for a few months now, dude. Yeah, it, but this match was great. I thought because of him, because he put in the work to make Bobby and Theory look great. Um, I I think Theory's great anyway. Don't get me wrong. Bobby Bobby, Bobby is very very good. 
Yes. Like, you make it sound like he dragged two fucking dead carcasses across the No, no, the I don't mean like he dragged them to the finish line. No, no, no. I just mean, like, I enjoyed... The, this was my match of the night, as far as pure was, in-ring. It was, it, was, it was the best match, probably because of the fact that you had three outstanding yep. workers who were working well, whose styles worked together. Uh, you know, they... they Jim Ross and Kayfabe likes to use the line styles make fights, but it's actually true in professional wrestling. You have to have characters who are diametrically opposed enough, have different enough styles. When you put guys who are the exact same together, i.e. Hogan or Warrior, the match usually yeah. fails. By the way, true. you remember when we used to hate Bobby Lashley? <laughs> I never hated Bobby. I was the one that didn't. Well... You didn't hate him, but you hated the booking they were giving him. Oh, no, 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 I wasn't. Bobby's sisters. So hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Sal, Sal, be honest with yourself. From the second Bobby Lashley came back to WWE, what did I say he needed to do to get him over? You you need to have MVP. And what happened when he got MVP? It was a whole different ballgame. But what I'm saying is before he got MVP, when we were getting Bobby's sisters and we were getting his favorite pose, I know you were. I was actually talking about... I was a fan gimmick, but I like right. Bobby still. Bobby's fine. Bobby's, you know. I was actually talking about the, well, yeah, the, the, gimmick was the uh, ECW Bobby Lashley. Like, way back in the day, this guy used to suck. <laughs> he has come such a long way from when he, you know, first started up. When, when, when he left and came back, I was, uh, at that time in TNA and things like that, turned this guy into, well, obviously MVP helped a lot with that too, but he really fucking developed everything, other than the fact that he still can't all the way talk. But <laughs> so, so it's, it's funny that you say that, because there are guys who get released, and people go, oh my god, I can't believe you released that guy. Bobby Lashley got released, went to TNA, fine-tuned things, built a new character, came back, mm-hmm. and he was great. Yes. Drew McIntyre yep. got released. Went to Thanks. TNA and several other places, rebuilt himself, repackaged himself, learned how to be a new character, came back, and yep. he was great. Cody Rhodes left, went to other places, did other things, came back as himself, yep. and has been great. Sure. Like People think being released is the end no. for people. No, sometimes... Sometimes this company doesn't release you because they don't believe in you. They release you because they know you need more work than they can give you to get to where you can get to. And, we, and we've seen that a lot before. And I have a, a sneaky suspicion that if Matt Cardona does return to WWE, he's going to be much better. <laughs> because he, he has done example. a phenomenal job on the indies. <clears throat> and yeah. I mean, obviously, there's there's been other guys, too, that are like the Hardy Boys when they left and came back. They came back much better um, for their their run for a little bit there. and um, um, But then, obviously, you got guys like Morrison who you're like, ah. he came back as a, as a better, better in-ring performer, but then the booking just failed him on that. He also <clears throat> came back more comfortable as yeah, a promo. Yeah, too. for sure. Yeah, it was just the booking that failed him on that one. But yeah, I felt that he was he was much better. If they hadn't thrown him right back with Miz, I'd have loved to yeah, see what exactly. happened. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So yeah. Uh, anything else to say about uh, about this match, or should we go to our main event? No, just it was great. Keep keep doing this kind of shit and giving me these quality matches on pay per view. All right. So that takes us to our main event. 
where the bloodline beat up team large white guys featuring butch uh ginger dicko guts juggalo jordan myself dr galeshan and jackson i'll get a point which means our predictions results uh what's that no, I, was, I thought I picked the bloodline, but then I remembered I didn't. So. Yeah, you you thought that they, that Sammy was going to turn. Yep. Yeah. 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 We both. Uh, so. S- although, although, props to Sal and I for both successfully picking who the starting. Yeah, team you guys did. Right. <laughs> I, I listened to that because uh, I'm I listened to it after you guys sent the text of like we we called that one out, so I was waiting for it. But yeah. Although one of you, although Sal did say one of the Usos. So. <laughs> no, no, Jason oh, okay. said one I said main event, James. Fair enough. He's the right-hand man. He's got to go in there and defend yeah. the bloodline. So, one out of five correct, stupidest guy in history. Two out of five correct, Ginger, Bruno, Jason, Gus, Juggalo, and Jackson. Three out of five correct, Dr. Glashan, Adam, Jordan, Sal, Fetus Rhodes, and Dicko Loco. Nobody got four out of five correct, and with five out of five correct, I won. <laughs> what? That? Wow. You know, a, a stopped clock so, is twice is right twice a day. So. <laughs> so so before we get into the match, let me just point out: for so many years, that poll would have been, I'd have been at the top with like. All but yep. one correct, and then everybody behind me would have been, you know, all but like yep. two correct. And the product was so predictable. So, but this has been a breath yeah. of fresh air. You don't really know what's going to happen. It is unpredictable. You do yeah. need to watch. Yeah, so I think that the prediction poll. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like I. I got all of them correct because I. I've. I was able to predict it correctly. I think I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and just happened to pick the right ones because this was this again this match right here you could have easily gone with this being the turn for Zane and them winning you know the last match Austin Theory getting the title back well he was in there with two guys who you're like well Bobby could win the fucking title back Seth could retain the title yeah the, the yeah. only match that we knew wasn't going to change hands was the Ronda match <laughs> Right, because it's Ron right. Shotzi. But yeah, the other matches, all four of them yeah, could have gone exactly. Away. And that's why you saw everybody else got at best three out of five correct because of that fact. Now, when we do the AEW polls, and all of us are so close to the fucking getting all most of them right, because there's normally like fifteen matches, and most of us get at least ten of them correct. That's just poor booking. And this most this most recent yeah. one that you guys talked about last week, there was so many weird fucking oddball choices in the booking that that's why the predictions were a little more erratic. So, but anyways, it was time for the men to try to outdo the women for the war games match. Do you think, or, or which which war games match do you think was better? The women's okay. match. Sal? Yeah, the women's match. Um, look, there's two different things about this main event. It was the storytelling that they've been doing for six months that led to some amazing moments. But the actual in-ring is kind of boring. 
a lot of laying down. So I would say I would I would agree with you. The in-ring work the women did better. The storytelling at the end of the match, though, obviously I would give it to the men because the storytelling has oh, been story amazing. Telling is but yes. You could talk about for yeah, years. Yeah, for sure. If you're just looking at at the in-ring stuff, like there were some good spots and there was some good storytelling throughout the match with you know like Sammy and the Usos kind of being at at odds, and then obviously Sammy and and Owens. But I I feel like that was almost a detriment to the other people in the match because it was like, what was the yeah. reason for Butch, Sheamus, or Rich to be in there? Just to be bodies in there essentially because they didn't really matter, right? <laughs> Like, the story was the bloodline it kind of, you know, possibly imploding. It, it had nothing to do with Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre was like an afterthought. <laughs> 100%. It was all about Kevin yeah. Owens and the bloodline. Yeah. Um, okay, so I mentioned that Seth got one of the loudest pops of the night. The other, the loudest pop of the night actually wasn't even Becky Lynch. The loudest pop of the night was when the bloodline came out. <laughs> that fucking place no, exploded. No, it was not. Oh, well, okay. Yes, the, the loudest, the loudest pop, of the pop of the night was, was Sammy and Jay yep. embraced. Yes, when Jay yeah. hugged him. Yes, that was the loudest pop of the night. I was thinking just centric. That, right. that fucking um, handshake the two of them do together. Oh, that's Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy and Sammy. He does it with Jay now, too. Now he does it with It is the funniest fucking shit. No, let's break it down. This was absolutely done perfectly. We set up the table on SmackDown where... Jey Uso is, out, is inside the Bloodline's locker room, and he comes out and he can hear Sammy talking to Kevin. And he asks Sammy, you know, did you talk to anybody since you got here? And Sammy completely fucking lies to him, and he's like, yeah. no, I, I haven't talked to anyone. So now you're planting the seeds. Jimmy, I'm sorry, Jay goes to, to Roman, he's like, this is what happened. Roman confronts Sammy about it. Sammy tells the tribal chief the truth. That was key, because I was like, is he going to lie to Roman's face? Because that's going to have consequences. <laughs> he told the truth to, to Roman, and then the storytelling throughout the match with, with uh, Roman pulling Jimmy back and being like, no. Sam, he just points. He just points for Sammy to go instead. Beautiful. And then, of course, the end, I mean, this was, you know, at any given point you could have turned... Uh, Sammy, and you could have had the bloodline turn on Sammy, but the way they did this was beautiful because it was. It, you just, it, the yeah. yeah, it just built to such a great friggin' uh, moment, like you said at the end with Jay and Sammy. It was amazing. Well, the the other thing too is we've sort of now added another layer to this because now it's almost like okay, he got both of the Usos on his side. But Solo isn't exactly on his side now. And, like, he's sort of, like, the outcast now in the group. And we even saw it on um, when, obviously, they're all embracing. And Solo's just standing off to the side. And you're like, okay. Solo yes, but Solo always does that. Is that going to be the next thing that we do now instead? Is, like, instead of it being Jay, you know, turning on Sammy or kicking him out, maybe it's Solo is the one that fucking gets him kicked out kind of thing. So... Well, it's interesting because he's not there for the glory. Or he's not there for yeah. you know. He was there because the elders right. told him to go there. So it works. You Plus, know? he's not going to be doing all the yeah. hugging and the and the lifting, you know, the one stuff and. Yeah. Plus, the dude's um, name is Solo. Yeah, <laughs> eh, true. Um, Jason, what were your thoughts? Um, 
match was fine in, in ring, but like I said, the story, the, the, to me, like, the attention to detail to the characters, staying true to form of the characters is such a big thing, and it's so, something I think they ignored for so long. Um, but, like, Roman getting being the only person in the history of war games to, like, sit in a chair and just sort of yeah. preside over his team. That was, it was... He looked badass doing it. It was fantastic. Um, just... Uh, like you said, the way he, he held Jimmy back and sent Sammy in to force Sammy and Jay to have to work together. Um, also, this match showed us exactly why the heels should always have the advantage in this yes. type of match. Yes, because it um, was weird. It was yeah. almost boring with the faces having the advantage. Yeah, because the heel, the faces need to overcome the heels and shouldn't be the other way around. It sort of screws up the whole dynamic of the match for a while. Um Roman coming in like the fucking final boss was was kind of awesome, um, and then of course the moment. My favorite part is so as this match is playing out, they do that one spot where Sammy like runs. I forget who was a Ridge or Pete Dunn or whatever Butch um, is down in between the two rings, and Sammy like stands on him and starts yes. running <laughs> on his chest. Yes. Um, as, as this was, I'm watching. I turn around and like they they're gonna fuck. Someone's gonna loop fucking something yep. from flash dance into this and then as soon as the next morning on fucking um uh, 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 tiktok so fantastic um yeah just the the, the storytelling uh, uh, as it relates to the bloodline um was was fantastic top-notch throughout and then culminating of course like we said the moment at the end with the embrace uh, now that said I think now that everyone's on board with Sammy, I think now is when Roman starts to have doubts. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I think and I think, I, think I remember you guys mentioning that before, where where it was is it going to be, you know, Roman who suddenly realizes like Sammy's getting bigger than me, Sammy's getting more support than me, and like, you know, uh, is it yes. going to be a jealousy thing? And again, like. Once, once the turn happens, I I know they keep talking about Sammy and Owens going for the tag belts, but if they have Roman boot out Sammy Zayn, you have to have the two of them in a program, right? I mean, Sam. So fun no. fact. No. So here's what you do. Wait, wait, wait. Before you say that, or whatever you're gonna say, the February pay per views in Canada, and there's a lot of talk that they will have Sammy versus Roman as the head. Maybe. Okay. What you do is a little bit crazy because it's sort of counter to what a lot of people have predicted will happen, but it's what I would do if I were in charge. Sami Zayn wins the Royal Rumble. <clears throat> as, as we've seen, he can cash it in for an NXT title shot. He can cash it in for whatever he wants. As soon as he wins it and starts prancing around the ring, Roman immediately becomes paranoid convinced that Sammy's going to pick a match against Roman Reigns at Wrestlemania and he's going to preemptively strike and take out Sammy and Sammy will cash his Royal Rumble win in for a match with Kevin Owens against the Usos at Wrestlemania because Kevin will be the only one that saves him that's the story you should tell but but what you could also do is like like Troy said, that look that Roman gives him at the end of Survivor Series, 
and we've seen it before with Roman in this whole this whole head of the table. If the focus isn't on him, he's going to have an issue. Like with Jey Uso, originally. he's not even there half the time. I don't know that that plays into it. To be when, honest when, with when when Jey Uso wasn't falling in line, Roman had an issue with that because he's going to be the top dog. So what I would do, you you've shown us and the fans that Sammy is devoted himself to the bloodline. There's not more of a baby face thing you could do. He's going to be such a fucking face when they turn on him. The sympathy factor he is going to get. Have Roman in the bloodline turn on him and then have him win the Rumble. And you're just off. You're just off to the races. No, because if you turn on him, you, you telegraph it. I think if he wins the Rumble first... Well, yes, first, you telegraph it, but it doesn't mean it As an avid match. member of the... Bro- think back to when um, Randy Orton won it, and they had the whole thing with Triple H and Evolution. Once Triple H saw that, oh, this guy's got... He's coming for me. I'm going to take him out before he yeah. can take me out. Was it... Batista no, it was won Orton. the Rumble, but Orton didn't. Orton won the belt. He didn't win the Rumble. He just won the belt from okay, Benoit. Okay, whatever. The, 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 the like moment where Orton's on his shoulders, he's got the yeah, title. Yeah, yeah. Side. yeah. yeah so. He's got the title in his hands, and then that's when Batista drops. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But whatever. Um, same principle. Once he feels like the guy's after him, or he's surpassed him, that's when he turns on him. Okay. Now that is uh, an interesting segue. Um, there's a lot of people that are speculating who Roman's opponent will be at WrestleMania. Which night? Oh, see, that's interesting. I think because he's defending one title one night and the other title a second night. That's what it sounds like, yeah. So let's look at all the options. We have people like Kevin Owens that are very much in the mix. He defends against The Rock night one and Cody awesome. night two. Because, because as much as I want the story I just laid out and for Sammy to win the Royal Rumble I still my money's on yeah. Cody to win it in his return which Cody's the, Royal the Rumble, story the Royal Rumble has been the guy who returns from injury comes back and, and wins yeah. the Royal Rumble thing yeah but that's telegraph you but know what I been, mean it's been how they've booked it under Vince I mean okay so who won the women's battle royal for the title shot on NXT when, huh no it was uh, the returning yeah. Zoe Stark oh uh, um, Hunter still books that formula. I, I feel like there's a lot of people that are in the mix, though. I feel like obviously, if you if you can get The Rock, you probably have to do something with The Rock. Um, I really would prefer not be for the title because we don't need Rock as fucking champion at fifty. Nobody, nobody said he would be. He won't. Roman but, wins yeah. night one, secures his spot as the official head of the table, keeps yeah. one title, then defends the other title against Cody the next night loses to Cody. Now, Roman's still got a belt. Cody's got a belt. You split them up and yep. you go from there. Okay. So there's just a couple other names that, are, you know, obviously Sammy, people are really starting to get He's behind not, the idea. They're not giving Sammy Zayn a main event slot at WrestleMania. People need to get that yeah. idea out of their heads. I, I agree with that. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just throwing potentials out there. Uh, Cody, like we said, Cody's on the list. Um, Rollins. Riddle was on the list for a little bit. Rollins. Rollins was on the list, too. Because it's Rollins. <laughs> I mean, it's Rollins. Even Owens. Owens isn't exactly out of the picture completely, I don't think. So, there's you know a lot of different do? ways. They should just buy TNA 
And then if there's like a major star that they want to put into a program, they just put them into it for a TNA title. Yeah, that's go. important. Um, so, what's that, Sal? Ouch. So first off, uh, shout out Kevin Owens for the. Dis- I mean, it worked for it works for yeah. Tony Khan. I mean, does it? Does I mean, it doesn't know? work, but it's what he does. Hey, Cesaro won his first world championship. I mean, oh, real quick, just to put a bow on the the men's war games. Um. That's how powerful storytelling can be, where you don't have to say a word, you don't have to throw yourself off the top of a fucking cage. You literally point. If you're if you're Roman Reigns, you point and make Sammy go in before Jimmy, and the whole crowd knows exactly why, and that, everybody reacts to it. That is being yep. over. Yes, hundred percent. I think it was Hogan who said it once. When it when you're over like that. Everything else is easy. Well, Hogan also used the N-word a lot, so I don't know how much we're going to do. I mean, we don't know a lot. We only know the one or two. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so shout out to Kevin Owens for the Dusty Road shirt. That's like saying Soraya got DP'd a lot. We only know it's about true. the one time. I mean, you can't <laughs> assume it's a pattern of it's behavior. Fair um, yeah. Also, so... Yeah, Owens with the dusty shirt. Yeah. Very nice. So the other thing, you know, when you're when you're running down people as potential world champions, look, everybody knows Kevin Owens is my favorite guy. I I would worry about him being dual champ because of the injury history. He is he's having a hard time staying healthy right I, now. I don't think we come out of Mania. No, I don't think champ. so either. I think we're splitting up those yeah. titles of Mania. No, I I agree. No, I think uh, yeah, I, I agree. They have to figure out a way to split them and make it make sense. And they can, but why not wait for Mania at this point? You've already done eight hundred something days. Well, the thing of it is, is you almost had the out with Seth at the top because Seth is a big enough star that the United States title can feel like the biggest title on a brand if Seth Rollins is holding it. Sure. I don't know that that translates with Austin Theory yet. No, I don't think it translates anyway because it's still the United States title versus a world championship. I think, I think no, I would disagree. I would say when Brock was away and Cena had the U.S. title and he was defending it in the open all the time, I think the U.S. title felt like the most important thing yeah, on the show sure. every week. Right. So I think if it's done right, it absolutely can. And Hunter is pretty priority on rehabilitating that title and the IC title, so that's true. And I think he succeeded in one of them. <laughs> I think Gunther's fine. I, don't think, Gun- I, don't I think Gunther's done a great job as a Unicornal champion. No. His, his challengers may have left something to be desired, but that's fine for now. But they're uh, yeah, the Sheamus program was great. Tell. Yeah, the Sheamus thing was great. You can tell. I, I don't think the Ricochet thing is going to be anything to write home about. But they're clearly building to him and Braun, and there's even talk of him and Brock at Mania. So clearly, is it Gunther and Ricochet, or is it Gunther and Escobar? Because that's still to be determined. I think, uh, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine a scenario where you would put Gunther versus Escobar. Just although they do have dueling factions, yeah. I guess. But heel on heel is not something to traditionally do. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Sorry. Although it's very possible that Braun could cost Ricochet a match. Yeah. That's payback, so. That's true, too. Alright. Um, so that's War Games. <laughs> I feel War like we pretty much covered everything yeah. else, too, based on that. 
I have a question sure. for you guys. Yeah, assuming Seth is not the person who gets a world championship match at WrestleMania, um, what do you do with Seth Rollins going into Mania? Because he's Seth freaking Rollins, so he's got to have a big-time match. But against who? I mean, there's a lot of different people. A mystery opponent? <laughs> Maybe that's his gimmick that. every yeah. year. It's just a mystery opponent every year. What if he did Seth versus Logan Paul? I mean... I could get behind that. Sure, but... Battle of the douches. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of different people that it can be. So I'm not I'm not I'm not concerned with it, and we won't know until obviously we're we're done with January. But yeah. By the way, I'm not I don't I don't always give props to AEW stuff, but John Silver referring to Roosh as a Roosh bag is one of my favorite things. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. By the way, Ten turned on the Dark Order, and nobody gave a shit. Because he did it on Rampage. The, and then they brought out Negative One to cry. because I had to like, be told oh to watch Rampage because a big angle happened. And then I watched it, and I'm like, oh, the 10 angle. thing? <laughs> well, he took he, uh-uh. I'm like, oh, the Dark Order's dead. Did, and I'm like, wear a mask as a, start. The Dark was. I love, I love so the fact that it's like, oh, the, the one thing that actually sets you apart, you, you remove now? Awesome. You're going to do great. <laughs> Like the mask, mask was well, semi over. And oh, oh, by the way, one of the most over things on AEW was the Dark Order, and they've systematically destroyed that thing completely well, to where there's no evidence of it anymore. I mean, <laughs> you you fired? No, sorry, you let Stu Grayson's contract expire. His, his wrestling wasn't good enough. You just sort of like let Cunt Cabana away from the group because <laughs> he's not. You know what? Evil Uno and and John Silver can do great entertaining work, and we never see them. So for something that I, it doesn't even matter that yeah, yeah. yeah, Not only was it very over, it was something that I actually enjoyed about uh, about it. And like we were doing good with the Hangman Page thing and stuff like that. And then yeah, once. And it's like the only reason that thing still exists is because of the fact that we have to trot them out every time we're either in Brody Lee's hometown or we're coming close to an anniversary of his. Like, which is pathetic that AEW continues to do that shit. But it's like, yeah. Pathetic's a good word. Gross. Gross We we sat there and so Ten turns on the Dark Order and the storyline is the Ten-Year-Old is upset. That's the focus. That's the focus mm-hmm. of the storyline is child, which is like, okay. First of all, you don't have a fucking leader, and that kid is not the leader. And if that kid is the leader, that's a bad sign, <laughs> because it's like yeah. it, that. I I get you know you you think that that's going to be a reaction to it, but it's like, Evil Luna should be the one being like, what the fuck, dude, because <laughs> he's oh, the leader of the group. But Troy, it's long-term storytelling, so that in seven years, when Negative One jumps ten, we'll all know why. The guy's why. gonna be paralyzed by that time. I know. <laughs> I know that they don't want to take away from Brody Lee and all that stuff, but how perfect would Alistair Black have been as the straight-laced guy in charge of the Dark Order who keeps acting like a oh, bunch of sure. idiots? That'd be fun. Yeah, much better than. The... No, instead they just flushed it. I have something that's working and successful and getting over organically. Let's flush it down the toilet. What else is new with Tony Khan? 
I mean, well, they became bigger stars on BTE than the Bucks, and you know that shit wasn't going to fly for very long. They no, no, they actively uh, did a storyline where it was we're editing out the, the Dark Order from BTE episodes. That's Be- true. Yeah. Like yeah, like yeah. People people will sit there and be like, "Oh, that's so funny," but it's like, yeah, uh, we know. It's like, no, there's truth behind that. <laughs> they literally don't want that part of. People will sit there and talk about, well, Alan Angel's left, but he's not a big deal. Like he was a big part of that dynamic right. of that group. His interactions with like John Silver and they, they, that was part of the best comedy that they did. So what? Shut the fuck up, five. You know that so, was great. Pretty much that group is just a ten-year-old kid, Eva Luno and John Silver now, and Alex Reynolds, right? Alex yeah, Reynolds. Alex Reynolds. The the fucking dark, the dark no, beavers. I, I'm gonna assume that group is dead. So. No, because the dark beavers and Eva Luno are still a thing, I guess. So they're they're just a trio now, which I guess they've got trios championships, so they can lose every time that they go for them. But it's like, yeah, you have. Maybe they can do a best of twenty-one series. The other thing too is like, they probably will. With Roosh and uh, Butch and Blade, right. Butcher. Sorry, not Butch. Who continue to get more TV time than people significantly right. more talented than them. The the other other aspect of this is, you know that this turn wasn't done with anything in mind. Like Ten's not going to go on and do something with this now. This was just so they could get a fucking they could get somebody to watch Rampage for once, because. He's literally part of the Andrade family office now. He works yeah, for Rick. like that's it. <laughs> Which means he stands that, there. That's it. Right. Like usually when you do a big turn or a big angle, it's leading to something. Like you have a plan for that person after that. Like somebody turns heel or face because you have some plan that they need to do that in order for that plan to go on. This was literally just, well, we got we need to have somebody fucking do something on Rampage. So I guess he's turning heel, and we're just gonna throw him in another fucking faction. <laughs> Jason, you know what this is? This is Tatanka joining the corporation. <laughs> uh, God. Anyway. Um, okay. No. Uh, serious note. Did anybody have anything from no. Raw? Really? Um, I enjoyed the opening Raw. segment with Becky. And for a couple reasons. First, that guy, Bobby, was on Bob. point. But, well, he said Bobby. Yeah, he did. Oh, okay, Bobby. Um, and then, who was the Was it Zachary or Zach? I think something like that. Yeah. Tried to put his arm around Becky. She immediately pulls away and stays away from him for the rest of the yep. fucking segment. Don't be fucking creepy, yeah. guys. Really. You well, have you have a you got enough people on social media saying shoot your shot. That's what happens, man. No. You, people stop taking. You that don't shit shoot your shot with a married woman with a kid. <laughs> Who can yeah. kick the shit? I was like, you. this is no. You shoot your shot by this. Maybe I can get my five minutes of fame by doing something here because I'm literally being watched by a million people right now and instead you're gonna do that shit cause that one fucking Bob guy or whatever like that like Bob people are man. still talking about him like he'll he's getting some notoriety it'll be gone in a week but he's still he's getting some at least for right now <laughs> if Bob if, if Bob said something catchy it would have been on a t-shirt yeah well, if it was an uh, AEW, they would have just fucking put his face on a t-shirt and called it a day. Sure. Now, on more, the other hand... More creative, okay. cutting-edge booking on AEW, uh, MJF introduced a custom world title. Wow. Uh, just like they do with the TNT title every time. And, of course, 
And of course, um, like Daniel Bryan did yeah. with the WWE title. And of course, yeah, because MJF is edgy, he said that his title reign is going to make Bruno San Martino turn over in his shitty little grave. Because he's edgy. Ooh. Ooh. And guess what? It's another uh, fucking anyway, WWE reference. Back to wrestling that matters. <laughs> back to wrestling no, I think it's back to bedtime. Um, <laughs> what, what do Pretty we much. think about Becky kind of beating up Dan Schroll by herself? We already talked about this, dude. Yeah, it's, it's kind of rough. Yeah, I mean, it's damage control is pretty yeah. much done at this point, unless they do something to rehab them. Yeah. If um, they all I, take out Becky, but Becky just got back, they're not taking her right. out. Nope. Like, what do you do at this point to rehab them? There's, I mean, she's beaten. I mean, Becky just kicked the shit out of all three of them at once. Nobody had to come help her. They're very easy to have somebody come help her in that segment, and they didn't and do what he did. <laughs> right. Yeah. Despite the fact that Becky flew back from Ireland on a private jet to be on the War Games team. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, you literally had the the tag team of the group lose the tag team titles and then get them back a couple weeks later just to make them, I guess, two-time champions, but that doesn't make them look strong. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for us this week. I want to thank Sal. Thank and you. Thank you for being here, Troy. And uh, thank you to Jason. Thank you. I've got to go tomorrow for my fourth of five consecutive days of work, so <laughs> it's going to be rough. Fair thank enough. You. Well, hopefully you'll uh, you'll survive it, but why don't you go ahead and send us on home? I guess that means we will run your ass down next time. Bye-bye. Peace out. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs> <laughs>